But here's here's the thing that we're saying in this episode. Let's be careful. If it's going to be a circus, let's let them be the the ringleaders for this thing. And let's not be one of the clowns ourselves. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Send me, Lord. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro-life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. I'm Vicki Kosiorg. I am the Sidewalk Training Director, and I'm here in Charlotte on the sidewalk with our teams. And I've been doing this about 11 years and I'm here with Daniel Parks. Yes, Daniel, sure. why don't you tell us a little about you? Yeah, so um, Daniel Parks, I am the West Coast Regional Shepherd, uh, Regional Director for mm-hmm. Love Life. I oversee all of our efforts from the Rockies West, and then also oversee the Sidewalk Outreach Ministry nationally. So I'm blessed to do that. been doing this type of ministry since 2005, so been involved in it. In this ministry a little bit yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm blessed to serve you guys and we're blessed to bring these podcast episodes to you guys to encourage you and to equip you and to answer your questions and so yeah that's that's who I am that's okay, what that, we're doing and it is an honor to serve with Daniel I've served with him many many years it's been great I've learned everything I know oh really except math Except for Wait, math. We talked yeah, about I'm that. not Except great at math, math or spelling. You did not learn <laughs> spelling. spelling from me. Maybe either. I've taught him some math and spelling. Yeah. Um, but anyway, th- this topic is, again, kind of a philosophical topic. Okay. Talking about, um, it's titled Escalating Battles in the accompanying article. Okay. And it's kind of about what happens when opposition to our sidewalk teams forms on the sidewalk, which inevitably does happen. Yeah. As each side wants the upper hand. Yeah. And it turns into what I call in this article a nuclear arms race. Yeah. yeah. So let's define what we're talking about. Okay. Because some people have no clue because they don't have opposition. Right. Yeah. Um, if they do have opposition, it's people like passersby yelling at them and cursing them and that sort of thing. Right. But then some of our cities have a great amount of opposition. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pro-abortion people. And in particular, when we're talking about opposition, we're talking about opposing pro-abortion groups. Um, people that are out there just for the intention of hindering your sidewalk outreach ministry. And we're we're kind of talking about how those people employ tactics mm-hmm. that hinder our strategy. We, we feel like what we've given a strategy to our teams and to our sidewalk outreach ministry across the nation is what the Lord has given us as far as wisdom is concerned. Like we sought the Lord for wisdom. We want to use um Strategy, practically speaking, the way we position our teams and, you know, where we hand out literature and how we hand out literature and where we set up uh, amplified sound and all that stuff. And so we have some strategy and we encourage our cities with that strategy. But then the pro-abortion people come along and they have a strategy to oppose that strategy. So we're talking like, how do we navigate that? How do we just be um, be aware that it could become a tit for tat? Really, just a carnal battle. If you do this, then we'll do this, and you know, whatever we come up with endless strategies, and they come up with endless strategies, and it just becomes a, it just becomes a dumpster fire. Yeah, it it get it 
becomes absurd. I mean, it it reaches a point of absurdity and danger. But what we have found is the longer that a sidewalk team is out there, oftentimes, and the more effective that team is, oftentimes the more the opposition grows. A case in point is Chicago, um, where there had been no opposition, no pro-abortion group opposing the sidewalk teams in the newly formed sidewalk outreach in Chicago. Yeah, there was some. But only on Saturday. It was only on Saturday, right. Not yeah. during the week at all, though, apparently. Right. And then there were a whole bunch of saved babies, and all of a sudden the opposition yeah. is now there during the week. And it often follows the same progression. I don't know if this is always true, but in my experience, the opposition starts off, they're just walking the woman in. Yeah. They're not really saying anything. They're not doing anything at all remotely aggressive. Right. But as we continue or the pro-life side continues to be effective, then they, the pro-abortion industry, I think, recognizes, hey, our the bottom line is being hurt by these people. We're right. not making as much money because yeah. women are choosing life. And so the tactics of the opposition then increase. They start, um, you know, they've now got umbrellas. They start using noisemakers. They yeah. start trying to talk over us. Um, here in Charlotte, they... Um, I saw it go from really they did very little except for play vile music yeah, and to where they were inches from our face blowing loud horns to the degree that it, it I think was damaging our hearing right in our ears, um, following within inches of our footstep, kind of shoving with their signs against us. So it was getting increasingly aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll say this. I remember a time mm-hmm. back when I first started doing ministry out here that there was there was no pro-abortion opposition at all. There was just a security guard. Right. And then there, become, uh, there became a pro-abortion crowd that came out, not even a crowd, a handful of people. And that was just on Saturdays. And then, um, and they didn't wear vests or anything like that. They just came out. Sometimes they made up some stupid signs, but for the most part, right. they just stood out there. Yeah. Then they started getting more aggressive. Then they started getting the the vests right. And they kind of brought together together an official organization and right. all this stuff. And I saw this progression through yeah. the years of just they got more strategic. They got more unified as we got more effective. Exactly. And so. It is a measure of success when you start seeing opposition. You start yeah. seeing pro-abortion people start to, you know, form their own group and get some strategy and all that stuff. It's a marker of success. So be encouraged by that. Um, but as we are going to continue to talk about in this episode, you got to be careful not to get in a carnal back and forth battle with these people. Yes. So for example, here in Charlotte. Uh, they, we used to have absolutely open access to the women. We could see them easily right across the parking lot. There was nothing blocking our view. So they built, they could not because of what's it called? The, the rules of the business. Yeah. The business park code, whatever. They could not build a permanent structure. So they planted fast growing holly bushes. Like a wall or a fence. Right. They couldn't do that, but they planted holly bushes. Apparently they could do that. And, you know, we could still see. The women yeah. through the through the gaps in the holly bushes. So then, and we're still calling out. We're still being very effective. So then yeah. they erected this like curtain line um, uh, rope and hung tarps. Well, actually, oh wait, it was a carpet at first. Th- there was more. <laughs> no, there was even before that. So 
They had the bushes. Okay, you yeah. could see between the bushes, right. so you can still engage with people. Then they put lattice That's between right. the gaps, so <laughs> just like this wood lattice, and then you could still see through that. So then they put indoor outdoor carpet. On the lattice. On the lattice, that's right. <laughs> and, you know, of course, we're still effective there. So then they put in these tarps because there were some gaps even between where the bushes were, right? Like the rows of bushes, there were a gap in between one row and the next. Yeah. And so then they put these tarps there and that. So this is so funny, though. That So the, the rules of whatever the code is that they cannot have a permanent structure. So if the tarps remain there, they're permanent. So they yeah. put them on like rings uh, on this line. Yeah, it's like a curtain, they, like a, like like a, a shower curtain. curtain. Rod, exactly. So that they could close the, and open the tarps. Yeah, you know, at the, at night they they tie the tarp up. Yeah, it looks and, super and legit. Back. Like you you certainly would want to have a medical procedure there, right? Oh my goodness, it looks it like looks a like, refugee like, oh, camp. It looks sometime. like a refugee. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. It's awful. It looks just uh, terrible. Yeah. But um, and then um, then we could still easily see them from either driveway. Yeah. And so then they put up more tarps <laughs> yeah. to block kind of the side. And um, then what often happens and this is what happened here is is they um, since they couldn't really stop us mechanically, they um, they went for legal recourse yeah, sure. and there was That's all those do. city council meetings challenging the our use not only of microphones and amplified sound but even holding megaphones yeah signs they attacked signs. us on uh, holding signs they got the um code enforcement people to come out and say that we had illegal signage <laughs> right. and then so every every area of speech that we employ was under attack by some way shape or form yeah. And it all happened because of the pro-abortion people right? Um, would go to the city council or to yep. the code enforcement or to law enforcement or whatever and, and yep. get them to do something to hurt what we're doing. So we worked around that. We yeah. we were able to find solutions to all of this. Our property is right next door to um, to the abortion center. So we got around. the. Then they uh, had this new sound ordinance put in place. And, yeah. and we got around that just by – we. We set up the designated, uh, you know, uh, number of feet away from the abortion center, and we use amplified sound legally from there. Yeah. Um, we use an, um, a wireless mic so that we can still see them. We can still walk along the sidewalk. Yeah. But um, but the point is 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 that it it can get to the point of ridiculousness, and yeah. and I think we've definitely reached that point. It can get but, so so. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. We're out there doing something that God has called us to do. Right. Right. We're not out there to to observe a circus. We're right. Not, we're right. not out there to be a part of the circus. But we have to be careful because those people, the pro-abortion people, they will do anything, including making themselves look like clowns. <laughs> right. Sometimes literally. <laughs> right. I've, I've seen them dress up. One of them was dressed up in a T-Rex you know, uh, costume. Yeah, never like, have quite understood. Never that, understood but. <laughs> that. But here's here's the thing that we're saying in this episode. Let's be careful. If it's going to be a circus, let's let them be the the ringleaders for this thing, yeah. and let's not be one of the clowns ourselves. Really, right? <laughs> really. And you know, maybe that's a hard line to draw because we do want to remain effective. We don't want to just be standing there scratching our heads, thinking, "Wow, they stumped us on this one." We do want to be able to still speak to the women. Sure. But what kind of sparked this specific episode for me was it already looks 
crazy. It is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is out there? And um and one of our he he's really not with us yet, but um hopes to be brought brought a ladder. Again, it's not a dumb idea at all. No. But what he did was he put up the ladder and they're calling out to the woman on the ladder. And what happens, I think the very next day, the pro-abortion crowd makes the tarps five foot higher. Right. Yeah. You knew that was going to come. Sure. <laughs> and, it, you know, what's next? A drone or right. an airplane flying over dropping leaflets? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess there comes a point that the response, counter response, you, you got to stop. You yeah. just got to stop. And you still want to maintain effectiveness. And when is enough enough? I, for me, the latter was enough is enough. How yeah. many? More, how much higher do these tarps have to have to go? And I was yeah. concerned also. The latter is a safety issue, in my opinion. Okay. They, I think they're going to come and knock the ladder over. They're yeah. going to by accident, of course. Yeah. I put that in air quotes. Plus, we might get confused with some other groups, right? Um, yeah, we're saints, but we're not Latter Day Saints. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, that's good. That was a corny that's bad good, joke. Good. Sorry, sorry yeah. to to lighten the mood a, a bit. Bad joke. No, so, <laughs> yeah, but, but the point is well taken, right? How far do you go? You know, even w- listen, we dealt with the sound ordinance thing. Yeah. This is how it happened with amplified sound, right? We used amplified sound. We could have it on the sidewalk, no problems, no permit needed. Right. And then slowly, because of the pro-abortion people and the abortion clinic complained, there was an ordinance. We had to get a, a permit. So we got the permits and man, we were getting them every time because nobody else is applying for them. Well, then the abortion clinic started ap- applying and the pro-abortion people started applying for the permits. So they got the permits before we did. So we couldn't get the permit. So we couldn't use amplified sound. So we created a system that made it where we could get the permits every time. And, uh, they and, and then they created system. their own system <laughs> and then we got ours better. And, you know, it's just a tit for tat thing. Yeah. And. You know, it became where it just kind of consumed our efforts, right? We're putting so much effort and so much energy into trying to get these permits and focus on that. And it's taking up heart and mind space um, to the point where we're not focused. Like, really, amplified sound is a benefit. Praise God for it. But it's not a necessary component of sidewalk outreach at most abortion centers. Like, even out here at Latrobe, again— I thank God that we have it. Ultimately, we have the property next door and we're able to use it and and praise God. Praise God that we should use the tools that we have at our disposal. But, okay, let's say, you know, for some reason they put up a sound barrier. Do we get a bigger sound system? You know, how do we like there does come a point where we just got to like, okay, remember, our war is not against flesh and blood like these things that we use. And again, I'm not saying that we don't use them. Right. But I am saying that if they become the main focus, whether it be amplified sound or, you know, a ladder to see over the fence or whatever it might be, bigger signs, whatever. At the end of the day, the main thing that we're called to employ is the gospel. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to share the gospel. And we can do that one on one. We can do that calling out with our natural voice. We can do that. I mean, heck, we can you know, go on the peripheral further and reach them as they're coming down rather than right at the abortion center. There's a lot of things that we can do to help get the truth um, to these women without getting into a carnal tit for tat. Now, again, I'm not saying that, you know, the use of ladder amplified sound or, you know, getting sound permits, any of that stuff is, is necessarily carnal. Yeah. But I think it really can all come from the motivation of our heart. 
mm-hmm. right? If the idea in our heart is, well, if they do that, then I'm going to do this. I'll and show so them. I'll show them, right? right? I'll right. get them. I'll, I'll shame them. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you, that's my tendency, yeah. just so you know. Like, I, I'm always strategizing and thinking, if they're doing this thing, I'm thinking, okay, what kind of tool can I get that will help, you know, combat that thing? And again, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, except when it becomes this carnal sort of self-vindicating yes. motive, yeah. right? They're, they're going to pay for doing that. Or I can be more clever than them. Yeah. One of my favorites was when um, we were told that we couldn't hand out the literature. I think it was COVID. We were not allowed to approach within six feet of the car. Yeah. And, and so we, we got a hand grabber, those little grabber things. What yes. are they called? Grabber. Just grabber. And we yeah. put the literature on the grabber. <laughs> Now, I think that was a divine strategy, actually. Oh, it was so much fun. It was fun. So, but, but that was more to do with the police than anything. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's coming from the police and, and not just the pro abortion side. But, um, but, you know, we don't want to leave you with a hopeless, well, well, what then? What are you suggesting? Do you people have a solution? First of all, no, not necessarily. But but I think sometimes identifying the problem is is part of the solution. So first of all, identify that this is an issue and we all need to guard against where it, it you really have entered a race that is never going to end. Yeah. And, and no one ends up winning. So... Um, So the first thing is, as I was thinking through this, analyze what does work. What can you still do? Look at the positives, and are you able to capitalize on them? For example— from in, in our setting, we still have access at the driveway, and we probably always will because the cars have to enter. Right. Now, unless they put up some sort of tunnel with, with you know, um, curtains that block all light, we are always going to see the cars yeah. coming in to the abortion center. And we use that time Use that time as effectively as possible. You can yeah. still use your voice there. You can still call out to them. So, um, and there's other things stretching out um, further down the street, calling out from the our property where they we have that. We can always call out. Certainly on the microphone, we know even when we can't see them, they can hear us. Yeah. And so, just keep going back to what we already know which are the basics, those three main talking points, and engaging with them as far from the circus area as possible. Right, yeah. Um, So analyzing what works, where should your focus be, and putting people there on the things things that work. Um, And then I was thinking, as I always do, is there any story in the Bible that that can guide me here and where my heart is feeling about this issue. And maybe it's not where everyone's heart is, but, um, but I'm, I'm feeling like this equipment arms race is out of control Yeah, and it's hard on us to set up. I know it's hard on them. Not that I care. I want to make it hard on them, yeah. Yeah. but I don't want to make it harder, harder on us and more expensive sure. on, on us. So thinking of the story of um, David and Goliath, that he was offered um, the heavy armor, but yeah. he wasn't used to it. And, um, and he just went back to the tools he had always used and used with great effectiveness yeah. in, in fighting 
the enemies of the sheep, the lions, whatever, as as a shepherd, which was his sling and and those stones. Um, and he killed a giant. And I think that that's a good story to think about as, yeah. as we're thinking about this. Now, it wasn't just, of course, those weapons. It was that he recognized that he was doing what the Lord had called him to do. Right. And he was fighting for God. And we will they can't take that from us. Yeah. They are not fighting for God. They are fighting to get directly against God. We are fighting for God. Yeah. And in obedience and honoring him. So one thought that comes to mind, and again, just so you guys that are listening know, my normal propensity is I'm going to get a bigger speaker. I'm going to get a higher ladder. <laughs> right. I'm going to, whatever. I'm going to get a 10 foot grabber instead of a six foot or whatever. Yes, like that's yes. my normal tendency. And I don't think necessarily us thinking through practical strategies is wrong or anything right, like that. Right. But if when some opposition comes, some new opposition, some new hindrance comes, our first reaction is to figure out how we can, you know, do a counter move. Rather than bringing it to the Lord in prayer, mm. then we're probably moving in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Look at David, right? His heart was, he wasn't trying to vindicate himself. Right. If you look and read the story in First Samuel, his heart was for the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, how dare this uncircumcised Philistine defy the armies of the living God? And he wasn't just concerned about the armies. He was concerned about the Lord. Yeah. He, he wanted the name of the Lord to be honored, and this Philistine was dishonoring the Lord. His heart posture was a heart of you know, dedication to the Lord, right? And if our heart posture when opposition comes is like we're offended on our own behalf, then that's a problem. And yeah. we're going to move. You know, the Bible says that which is of flesh produces flesh. Mm-hmm. So when we're fleshly offended or whatever for our own sake and we re- react with flesh, it's going to be a mess, right? And so my encouragement to you guys would, would be not don't try to think through strategies. When, when opposition comes, don't, don't try to think of some new way you can overcome that because the Lord might have some divine strategy for you. But my first encouragement is for you to seek the Lord in prayer. Yeah. Do I just need to react? Listen, we shouldn't be just reactionary people, Right. Yeah. We serve a God who's not reactionary. He's the God that knows the end from the beginning. He knows this stuff is coming, right? And so instead of just being reactionary, we need to be people of prayer, seeking the mm-hmm. face of God. Maybe the tarp or the whatever, whatever thing they employ or do um, will actually be a trap that they set for themselves. You know, we don't have to react. We let the Lord be our defender. Yeah. So uh, that's my encouragement to you guys. Like, what's the first reaction? Is it one to just come up with a new strategy or is it let's seek the Lord in prayer for a, for a heavenly strategy? Amen. Great proverb verse to, um, to maybe close this out. Proverbs 21, 31. The horse is prepared for the day of battle. But deliverance is of the Lord, so we should be prepared. Yeah, we can go ahead and armor up that horse as best, (laughs) you know, for the battle as best we can. But ultimately, never forget uh, the deliverance is not from the horse. Yeah, it it's from the Lord. Yeah, yeah, Amen. Yeah, and that's why our encouragement to all of you guys always, no matter what you're facing, 
is you need to be a people of prayer. You need yeah. to be a people of the word. Mm-hmm. Be in the word mm-hmm. and be in prayer. God has so much more wisdom than we have. And he might even tell you there's been times where I've dealt with some kind of opposition and some hindrance where I feel specifically from the Lord because I'm walking with him to just do nothing, to yeah. just let it let it continue on. Let the foolish make themselves look foolish. Yeah. And just do what I'm called to do. Yeah, kind of like Haman building the gallows that ultimately was his downfall. He yeah. was killed on the gallows right. that he erected for his enemy. Yeah. And, and God turned that around. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, hope this encourages you guys. And uh, hope that you guys who are experiencing opposition in this way, um, just keep it before the Lord. Get wisdom from God. We'd love to hear. Maybe there are some challenges we can help talk you guys through. Yeah. I do want to encourage you guys to attend our monthly Q&E meeting, questions and encouragement, sidewalk questions and encouragement. We do that the first Saturday of every month. And don't we have a special, special surprise on we this do. upcoming meeting? Yeah. So we have a special <laughs> surprise for all of those who attend. You'll have an opportunity. You won't all get one, but right. you all have an opportunity to get one, mm-hmm. one of Vicky's hand-painted rocks. Ooh. So we're going to choose at <laughs> random someone from that meeting to get one of her rocks. We're going to ship it to you, uh-huh. and it'll be a blessing to you. And uh, just But only if you attend the meeting. Only if you attend the meeting. You and gotta, we don't and record that meeting. Yeah. We do that meeting live, and we do it with um, questions and answer. We have a question and answer time to answer your questions. We do believe so, the meeting is way more valuable than a rock. Yeah. Absolutely. But we want to encourage you guys to be there. And we thought, hey, this is a fun way to encourage you guys Yeah, because we feel like those meetings are a blessing. You get to hear from other sidewalk teams across the nation that Mm -hmm. are serving the Lord and just what God's doing in their mission field. So it's really encouraging to be on that meeting. So we encourage you guys to be on it. We're, We're on there to answer questions. But also, if there are questions, if there are things that we can encourage you in, you can certainly reach out to us. You can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicky, with a Y, at lovelife.org. Also, check out the articles that we've placed on our website, sidewalks4life.com, under Equipping Articles. That's where all the articles that are the framework for these podcasts are. And then also check out the podcast website, gospelcenteredprolife.com. And if there's a subject that you have in your mind, I wonder if they covered that subject, I wonder if they've talked about that, almost guaranteed we talked about that subject. You can do a keyword search and find different keywords, different episodes that correspond with those keywords. And um, yeah, um, if you have suggestions for other episodes, maybe there are subjects we have not covered. We'd love to hear about those. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Nothing's too precious since I met you.